A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, all you Doug-loving Coda. Coda just came in, smacked her tail if you guys couldn't hear. Hey guys, welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator of the podcast where we love, live, and of course, we work with dogs. You guys, today we have an awesome episode uh, with a dog owner who's working with a reactive dog. Um, she's worked with four other trainers. She's struggling. Coda, Coda's tail is whacking away. She's struggling uh, with her dog's reactivity, um, and she doesn't know where to go. Um, and I'll let her kind of explain and get into it. But it's something that you guys hopefully can learn from about um, why dogs react and the difference between a fearful dog and an aggressive dog and finding the right trainer for you and your dog. And, you know, if you're going through four trainers, it's it's like, okay, what's, what's going on? Anyway, uh, but before I get into that, I just wanted to invite you guys to the official No Bad Dog Army Members Club. It's an awesome club where it's literally like the best community. Everything you guys see and hear about the community online, on YouTube, and on on the podcasting, and on Instagram. We've created an official club. It's a very safe, happy place. It's an empowering place. We're all honest, and we're helping each other out. And, of course, I'm hopping in there. We're doing lives. We're doing full-length videos. So YouTube videos are not 15 minutes. They're about an hour and change. So it's it's the whole soup and nuts. It's it's everything. Uh, it's 20 bucks a month, you guys. It's less than a buck a day. Uh, I get it. That might be a lot for some of you. But if you're interested in more content, learning more, and being part of the No Bad Dog official community, I'll leave the link in the description below. You can cancel at any time if for whatever reason you need to. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and I'm really enjoying it. We're putting a ton of unreleased stuff in there. So anyway, I'll leave that link below, but let's get into the podcast. Like, I really do want to start using the prong collar, and I'm okay using the e-collar. She had used the e-collar when she was little, and I just feel like my ex-husband was not doing it well and correctly. And so before I sort of restarted it now, I really wanted to kind of check in with you because you've sort of made it seem like, you know, this is not like, this should be a fun thing, and we, you know, they shouldn't be scared. Well, she's scared of it. And nothing has worked and all of the trainers have said like when you have a very very anxious dog which she is like you have to be very very careful with like the the e-collar and like um the like the prong collar and they said it's like not appropriate for an anxious dog and so i never i could barely contain her as it is so i never wanted to do anything that could quite possibly make this worse for me um 
So now, I mean, I 100% recognize, like, this is me. This isn't her. Like, we've had, it's just been really, like, she's attached to me, but she doesn't listen to me on a walk. Like, 100%. Like, I am, every person that you, I have watched on your videos, that is me. Like, Mm -hmm. but I'm full on that person that, like, now when I'm walking and there's a dog, I turn around and I go the other way. And um, she's just, you know, I've done all of the, like, you know, look at me's and all of those things, but I've had really good dog trainers. Like I recognize they're actually very skilled dog trainers and yet nobody has been able to help this. And I keep saying like, look, I'm doing all this positive stuff and it's not working. Like what, you know, if there's a dog a hundred feet away, like there should, she's not at threshold yet. Like there should be things that I can be doing before she gets to threshold. It's like, I get that when she goes bananas, like that's it. Like it's too late to do anything. You Mm -hmm. just sort of like regroup and go, you know, turn around. But I've always said to them, like, there's gotta be something that I can do like before we get to threshold. And I think because nobody is into like popping the collar or nobody's into anything, like nothing has really worked. And so I'm kind of at that point where like I'm ready to learn it the correct way and I'm okay using the e-collar, but again, she's scared of it. So I wanted to sort of see how that, how to reintroduce her to that. Um, okay. Got but it. yeah, but like I am that person that I'll put her on leash and like she will just be looking all around the entire time on a walk. She's like, so, you know, on guard and there's no, unless I say like, hello, look at me. It's like I don't matter. Okay. All right. So a couple of different questions is why? Um, why do you? So the the re, the fight that she got into when she was younger, she got attacked um, when she was a younger dog, and now she's reactive on the leash to other dogs. Is that correct? Okay. And yeah. So what are you doing right now? I know that you said that you've worked with four other trainers. So what are you doing right now? Uh, what's your game plan? You see a dog, you're walking. What, what have you been doing? I mean, it's, it sort of depends. I mean, if there's, if it's possible to turn the other way and go the other way, then I will. If it's not, um, a lot of distraction, like, I mean, all the things that I'm just like a band aid. like I just, okay. whatever I would, whatever I could do to distract her. Like in the past, I mean, all the trainers, you know, were like, you know, do look at me and then you give them a treat and it's like, well, I'm just giving her treats. She's not learning anything. So right. I, I've sort of stopped doing that. I mean, sometimes just be, so it's not like an uncomfortable situation for everyone. I will like play a game and like throw a treat on the floors and find her treat. So she has to find her treat and she's like distracted. So the dog can walk by, but it's all band-aids. I mean, every, and that's the thing, every little thing that any of these trainers have said to me are band-aids. And I'm like, yeah. I can't like, no, I'm not living with band-aids anymore. Yeah. No, I understand. It's frustrating, but that's part of my job is just, you know, kind of helping regroup, uh, reality, coming back to reality. And, uh, yeah. so you have a prong collar, uh, which is a great tool. Um, have you, have you corrected the behavior before? Like, have you corrected it at all? Have you? I mean, yes. I mean, when I first started using the prong collar, I, you know, if she was not, like if I wanted to walk a certain way and she wasn't walking with me, I would like pop it and like have her okay. walk with me. But I don't think, but like heel has never been, like we were real into heels right at the time that she got attacked in puppy class. Like that's sort of where we were. And so I don't think she really ever learned heel. I mean, I feel like on walks I do, the thing I do well, like 
I've learned to not be like looking around everywhere I go. So she doesn't pick up on that. I sort right. of like walk straight. I hold her on my left side. I tell her go sniff when she needs to go sniff. So she's not like all over the place. And like when we're before we leave the house, like she stands with me and I say like, you know, yeah. go like, let's go. So like, there's some ways in which she listens, but right now, I mean, she's on the gentle leader because that was the only thing that could contain her. I mean, she's 70 pounds. I'm barely a hundred. So like that was the one thing that I could I could use to contain her when she's being all crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not conducive to like snapping, you know, like right. there's no correction with that. So for now, there's really nothing. Okay. I mean, like, but you I haven't will pull you, her aside. Right. So you haven't used the prong collar or really anything no. to correct it. OK, so that's going to no. be helpful um, because I find that when you have a dog that is especially a dog that is reacting predicated off of fear or um even anxiety of having PTSD of, Hey, I wasn't, I was okay with dogs before. Now I'm not cause I got attacked and now I don't trust dogs and I'm vulnerable and I'm not sure what to do. Um, that can definitely, you know, weigh on a dog for sure. And that's probably what you're dealing with. And it's, it's normal to some degree of understanding of, okay, I get it. Like you're, you're being proactive now. You're trying to go after other dogs before they get you type thing. And so long-term, obviously we'd like to, establish some sort of confident building exercises with her to, to not react. But in the short term, you're going to be dealing with this reactivity based out of fear. So, um, correcting the behavior will help because what happens, what I have found is once a dog starts to build and and get, they see it. So say you're on a walk, you see another dog, your dog starts going, Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. So the breathing will change the the, the shoulders will start to posture. The ears might pop up. The eyes will be obviously um, focused on the other dog. And so all of that starts. So yeah, we'd like to say, leave it. And the dog goes, Oh, leave it. Sure. You know, but again, like you've already dealt with the reality of dog training and how dogs don't understand English and they're going to go and they want to go. So, um, redirection using obedience, countering some of this stuff. So changing directions, asking her to heal, um, giving her some sort of pressure if you do heal and she doesn't comply. <clears throat> so basically countering it um, kind of a bandaid cause it doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really help modify her perception of the dog. It doesn't change the way she feels about dogs. So it's a bit of suppression. It's a bit of avoidance. It's a bit of a bandaid, but it, it's very helpful to some people. And this is just a, one strategy. I'm going to go through a couple, but that's one thing you can do. And that is particularly great if you have another dog that's just as reactive or equally reactive because it's not going to be fair either way um, unless you have a super competitive, obedient dog that just won't pay attention to anything on your cue. Um, but anyway, so that's one thing you can do is just counter and go the other way. But one thing that I, I think a lot of dog owners miss, even dog trainers miss, is when you're doing redirections on the leash and you're 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 what I call calibrating or tuning up it it doesn't it doesn't have to be for the rest of the walk and it doesn't have to be for 10 15 minutes it could be for th- th- 4 seconds basically you're taking the dog's head which is starting to build the dog and you're you're deflating the balloon by going the other way they can't build it it decreases the build Sometimes that helps, but again, it's, it is um, somewhat of, you mean, you mean if you turn the other way, yeah. if you just turn like 180, walk the other way and then just walk it. And then she like does this, then yeah, she does exactly. this the entire way. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes you get the look back, but, <laughs> um, but I think your best bet is to do two things is do a little bit of both of what you're doing. So it, it sounds to me, and that's the thing about using positive reinforcement is it encourages behaviors. It doesn't, it doesn't take away bad behaviors. It doesn't 
right. teach them better. We all know that. Um, but when you're moving forward is you want to use a little bit of balance. So you want to correct the behavior when you see it. Um, and then once the dog makes a better decision, then of course you reward the behavior. And this ultimately, if given the opportunity to work around neutral dogs, will give you a great opportunity to make the situation neutral. You'll just neutralize the situation and start kind of building from, just like with people, you have a traumatizing experience and you're holding somebody's hand to recondition okay, maybe things aren't as scary as they seem, which means that one dog attacked you, yes, but it's not every dog, and let me show you how to you know, get over these things. And so when you're walking forward right now, you're not correcting the behavior. So the dog's behavior goes zero to five out of 10, whoop, really quick when they see a dog. They get closer, it builds five, six, seven, eight, boom, and they're explosive, red zone. You just, you gotta run away. Um, but your job is to, once the dog goes, <gasps> There's a dog. You go knock it off, leave it, bang, correct the dog. So you're, you're doing two things is you're correcting the dog for starting to build because the build then le leads to reaction. So of course we're using positive punishment to correct the behavior before, it, because it's, it, you have to look at the, the compromise and the balance of, yeah, I'm going to correct the dog for building because building leads to hysteria and hysteria leads to stress and all these bad things. And it's just, it's stressful for you. It's stressful for the other dog. It's stressful for the other owner. It's a mess. So we're going to nip it in the bud and say, Hey, knock it off if you don't deflate. So it's just like the other end of the spectrum of positive reinforcement. I ask you to sit. You don't No food. I ask you to leave it. You don't leave it. Correction. I'm encouraging behaviors with positive reinforcement. I'm discouraging behaviors with positive punishment. So I'm just saying, this is okay. This isn't okay. You're moving forward. What's your dog's name? Michi. Michi. So Michi starts to build. Michi, leave it. She continues to build. She basically says, screw you, flips you off. You give her a correction. Um, she, and, and it, we'll talk about how and when, why in, in a second. But when you do that correction, it's going to be leave it or whatever your discouraging behavior cue is. And if she doesn't and she continues to build, that's where the pressure comes on. And what it'll do is two things is it'll teach her that when she starts this behavior, and she doesn't comply to your verbal leave it, the correction turns on. Because in the future, just like positive reinforcement, we don't want and need food to get the dog to do the behavior because then we're not teaching them anything. It's pointless, right? right? Same right. thing with punishment is leave it is supposed to then de deactivate the dog. Oop, don't want to get in trouble, right? Um, and then the other thing is, which I found with reactive dogs out of fear is when you correct the dog, it also some, and it's not about how much pressure and how much startledness the dog gets. It's more about snapping the dog out of it. Like, because they, they tend because their dogs can become very predatorial. They can become very locked in. They can become very focused. So that correction also snaps them out of things. So you go zero to one to two to three correction, boom, back to zero, one, two correction, boom, back down. So they never really get halfway up. Sometimes that goes really fast, you know, zero to 10, et cetera. But my experience primarily working with dog reactivity and aggression and behavior all over the world has been as if you can get in and discourage the behavior for one, and then the dog passes, you reward the hell out of it. Great job. Good heel. Good leave it. Woohoo. This is good. Obviously, that's the end goal um, because then you do that 20 times and she's like, not so bad. I'm actually not going to get attacked by every single dog that I see. Just, you know, that so you're, you're flipping the script, right? Um, and then the other thing is, is just the discouragement of, I don't, so there's suppression, there's natural suppression, which 
basically means that the dog is not reacting because they don't want to get a correction or they don't want to get punished, but that, Hey, that's part of life. That's, that's what we all right. do. Right. We don't right. drink a hundred beers and a hundred cocktails cause the good, because we don't want to get a hangover. Right. <laughs> it's like right. we, ha- we, we have suppression in our own life that we do to, to, right. to help overcome some of these things. And then, you know, lastly, just snapping the dog out of the behavior is great too. And so let me ask you this question. Cause it was, it was a very interesting thing that just happened last week and I, didn't understand it and you I'm sure will so she a hundred percent will react if the dog across the street is like making eye contact with her mm-hmm. like a hundred percent of the time she will react to that if the dog is not making eye contact doing its own thing not paying attention she might not react mm-hmm. she won't take her eyes off the dog but she might not react and then I always say good girl good girl that's good good whatever and I give her a treat for that because I feel like Maybe she'll make the connection between she didn't react and she gets a treat. I don't know if that's true. But she's always, I mean, even if the dog, if she passes by and she doesn't react, like I said, she's constantly like looking back, Mm -hmm. looking back, looking back. Mm -hmm. And then there's two things that were, that's very interesting that I've seen her do. If there's a dog walking in front of us, like, I don't know, 40 feet, 30 feet in front of us, she's not going to react because she sees the back of that dog. As soon as that dog turns the corner and is out of sight, she goes bananas. Mm-hmm. And then she starts lunging and like and like mm-hmm. snarling at the dog. Mm-hmm. What is that? Why um, is she reacting once the dog is out of view? Well, it could be a, a, a number of things, but I think the the big thing is, especially because this reactivity is based out of fear, is the where did you go? Now I can't see you. You know, like, right? You could maybe jump out at me. Right, or get back okay. here. I need to watch you. I don't trust you. I don't know you. So okay. it's, if, so, that, so if you, if you take the two things and you make a, you make an equation out of it is it's the first thing is, is conflict. So if the dog doesn't look at me, okay, I'm okay. You know, it's, it's just like with, with people who are really nervous about any interaction with human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, uh, I'm just going to go get my coffee and leave. But if somebody goes, Hey, nice right. shirt. And you're like, Oh God. Right. It just turns right. into like this, <laughs> you know, this thing. So I think, I think that's it. It's conflict. They don't look at her. Okay. Okay, cool. You're not a threat. Oh, whew. Good. Okay. You look at me. Oh God, can't handle it. So you go into fight or flight and a lot of dogs okay. who are reactive will fight, especially on leash. That's why leash reactivity is so a thing because right. <laughs> right. if it were up to them, they see a dog, they'd run away. They would never be reactive. Right. You wouldn't even know your dog is reactive, but because they're right. on a leash, they become vulnerable. They become, you know, whatever. So yeah. they see a dog and the dog doesn't look at them. Cool. They dog looks at them. Boom. Oh crap. And they just, they react. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bluff type game is okay. I'm going to scare you before you scare me. Okay. And so then the thing that she just did last week that I was like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. I, there's like a little park near my folks house and mm-hmm. I was walking her on leash and there's a house right near the park and the guy has a German shepherd and that German shepherd's very trained. I mean, it's been very clear that like he's mm-hmm. off leash. He's walking by him. He's a very, very trained dog. I was walking with Michi and I look over and that dog is off leash like 40 feet from her mm-hmm. watching her, but like being cute and just like playing in its yard and watching her and doing its own thing and sitting. And she did not even care. Mm-hmm. And she like had her back to the dog. She's sniffing all around. She's like not even caring that there's a dog off leash. Yeah. 
which is not the norm for her. If a dog is off leash and starts to come towards her, I mean, she will go right. bananas, obviously. And she's gotten into it, like, with the dog. Like, sure. she'll be snappy. So I was like, well, how is that possible that this dog who's so reactive, who will, like, go crazy on a walk with a dog that's, like, the size of a burrito, Has she... all of a sudden, there's, like, a big German Shepherd off leash staring at her, and she didn't even care. Did she know that dog before? No. Okay. I mean, she probably, maybe she's seen him. Maybe okay. she's seen him, but it's not like they've ever, we've ever interacted with them. Yeah, but you got to think they're animals. So even if they live in the same neighborhood, they're, they know each other. Like, they don't have to. But they, we don't, we don't really live that close. I mean, we just, they live across the street from a park that like I've gone to and occasionally that dog yeah. has been around. No, yeah. I understand. Could it just be that like that dog was just, Michi could tell that dog yes. was like so in control yep. and not yeah, going to bother her. It's all confidence. Okay. You got to you got to think like dogs are so good at reading situations. Very good. Okay. Like you're in the other room and you scream, your dog comes running in. Problem? Okay, right. I'm leaving, right? So with other dogs, like with Lakotam, I have a I have a Dutch Shepherd, very well trained, off leash, listens great. I use her as a demo I've, dog. I've seen it. that. I yeah, mean, I've so, seen that dog. That's insane. Yeah, so she so she is a good demo dog because she avoids all dogs. She doesn't look at them. She doesn't sniff them. She doesn't give them any eye contact. She doesn't care that they exist. And then all of a sudden, the dogs that are coming in for leash reactivity don't react. And the owners are like, what the hell? This is crazy. It's not crazy. It's because your dog is primarily reacting off of fear and insecurities and, oh, God. And my dog comes out, walks right by them and does their own thing it's confidence it's like ooh, they know what they're doing i don't have to worry i'm not worried about that that thing you know it's it's the suspicion yeah. it's like being in a big city and seeing somebody kind of walking around your car with no reason what are you doing this is weird okay now i'm nervous you see somebody walking by their car with an envelope of mail walking into the mail post office you're like okay that makes sense there's intent there there's direction there's this makes sense i can connect yeah. from a to b so a lot of times yeah. you'll see that if you get a really confident it just oozes out of them and other dogs pick up on that. And that's why if you, you're seeing a lot of leash on leash reactivity because yeah. it's a vulnerability thing. Well, that's why I was sort of like, I feel like on walks now, especially here because there are few, fewer dogs, I feel pretty confident on walks. Like I don't, when I see a dog coming, like I don't freak out. I don't feel like I'm like, <gasps> because yeah. I know that there's a lot of space here in suburbia. I can quickly turn around. So I guess I, I'm surprised that like my increased and I've worked on myself, my increased confidence on walks like hasn't helped this situation. And maybe it's cause I'm not correcting her when she's doing bad things. Right. Because that's the, that's the leading role. Okay. Cause it, okay. So here's how it usually works. Somebody, and, and again, it sounds like you've watched some of my videos on YouTube. So if you look back at some of the most reactive dogs that I've ever worked with on film or on camera, um, dog comes in super reactive. First thing I do, I want to see you work with your dog. Okay, you can't handle your dog. Therefore, your dog doesn't trust you. Therefore, they don't have any direction. They, have, they don't have any guidance. And, and I'm not talking about what you – the difference between what you ask your dog to do and what your dog actually does when you, when you ask them, what your actually dog does when you ask them are two different things. So okay. you'll see that common. A dog comes in with reactivity issues. You'll see an owner out of control. Okay. Sit, 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 heel, heel. The dog's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to think that there's there's no accountability. So if you say Michi heal or Michi leave it and there's nothing reinforcing these things of like, what are you going to do about it? And you're like, nothing, because that's been your training style ever since. The dog will then say, oh shit, you really don't have control. And it becomes very micro too. 
like think about your relationship with your dog for a second. And and this may ma- take take what you can from this and leave what doesn't make sense. But Michi sit, Michi looks around, Michi looks at your hand to see if you have any treats. Michi sit, Michi's like, yeah, but there's something else going on over there. And then you finally put you know pressure on her rear end. She sits. That tells me everything I need to do. If need to know if you have a reactive dog. Two things is, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was gonna say. And this is sort of where the e-collar part question comes in. Like, I think when she's on leash or when she's like in my vicinity, I don't let anything slide. Like mm-hmm. if I tell her to sit and she doesn't sit, I like take one look at her and mm-hmm. I like sort of make eye contact and I say it more sternly and then she does it. Like if we're on a, like, I feel like when she's in my vicinity, I control her fairly well. Right it's the thing where that really plays in is like her reactivity in the house, which like she'll hear something, she'll look at me and I'm like, leave it. And then if she doesn't, then she'll, then she'll just tear off to the backyard and I can't catch her. Yeah. And so I feel like there's absolutely a part of that that is describes me to a T and I'm guilty of like this because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she does, she has learned, well, I don't have to listen because I can get away from her. But I do feel like when we're on a leash, with the exception of when she's reacting to a dog, because I don't, I haven't been able to pop the gentle leader. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. But that's the, yeah, yeah. So expedite the process of, you know, the, the rest of the session that I would have with somebody. It would be that. It would be like, okay, cool. Now you can get your dog to sit on command, your dog recalls on command, blah, blah, blah. Now let's see if your dog, so, so you're saying that my dog will listen to me great until there's a problem or until, hundred percent or, or, or until the only time I actually need my dog to listen to me, she doesn't. So that's my point is, is there's no accountability. (laughs) There's nothing backing it. So the majority of the work that I do nine times out of 10, 95% plus is helping people counter some of the training you've done prior. That doesn't make any sense to you and the dog. And now you're in a, now you've wasted time and money going through a process that just, you know what I mean? And I know that you know these things. I'm just saying like this happens to everybody all the time in the videos, on the podcasting all the time. It's like, Hey, I did this. That sucked. Didn't make any sense. I knew it, but I did it anyway. Here I am. Okay. So how do we move forward? Look at the accountability, right? Michi gets into a situation where she's like, Oh crap. I have to react because there's a dog and it's scary. And Oh my gosh, Michi, leave it. I'm not listening to you. I'm going to keep doing this. And then immediately you have no leverage. Right. So there's no, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it's definitely me. I know it. <laughs> well that, well, uh, yeah. And, and I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not trying to blame you. I'm just saying, no, I know that's I a know, missing piece. That's a big missing piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, think about it like this. If you, and it doesn't matter how you equate this, you, you equate it to children as a parent or as a niece or a nephew or an, an employee or a manager, you say, mm-hmm. Hey, I want you to do something. And then the staff or the kid says, um, nah, I got to go play with my friends and then runs away. Like that's your relationship where when you actually need things to matter, it doesn't matter, which makes sense because you've done positive reinforcement training only, which is giving you an opportunity to reward behaviors, but you, you don't have an opportunity to, to enforce and punish other behaviors. So it, and it's, it's normal. You're just missing that piece, but, but it's not, it's, it's not about, it's also not about the theory. It's about 
how you're doing it. So you can say, oh, I, I use a prong collar. It didn't work. I use a knee collar. It didn't work. I use this. I didn't work. It's just like, you got to find something that works for you and your dog. It doesn't, it's not so much. I just feel like it's, it becomes redundant with my content of like, got to get a prong collar, got a knee collar. It's not really that. It's just those tools definitely help with most dogs, especially with your dog weighs almost more than you. It's the safest thing to do, but I'm just saying that that's a big missing piece to what you're dealing with. Go ahead. So, okay. Yeah. So I want you to sort of walk me through then how to like effectively use the prong collar. I mean, I sort of, I've seen it in your video, but I just Mm -hmm. want to get like the order of stuff, right. But I mean, what are your thoughts on the e-collar knowing that she actually is kind of afraid of it? Well, right now there's two things There's obviously the introduction of the e-collar is, is huge. Um, I mean, huge, it's like big. And then uh, obviously whatever e-collar you're using, because that's, what's going to either make it good experience or a bad experience for your dog. So um, we could talk about both, but I think like right now, if you were to say, I'm going to go for a walk with my dog, the safer tool and the most effective tool would probably be the, the prong collar. Cause it's a little bit more f- okay. straightforward. It's you okay. and her. It's not like, where's this coming from? It's very clear. It's very physical. It's yeah. very one-on-one. So we'll talk about the e-collar in a minute, but I think the, the prong collars, you want, you want to make sure that the prong collars fit nicely too. So nice and snug right behind the ears. Uh, and when you go out, you're going to be doing your heel and break. Uh, so your sniff or whatever would be your break, whatever you do for that, which is great. Um, and you're making sure that you, you, you hold accountability at a context of another dog. So oftentimes people get into this thing of like, okay, I'm going to go test my training out when I see another dog. Cause that's what we're working on. But the lack thereof conditioning and the lack thereof heel is heel, regardless if there's a dog, because you can actually get away with using heel with a really reactive dog. If you work on heel out of context, heel means heel. Hey, I don't care if there's a dog or an elephant in the room, you got to go with me and you know it. And it's fair for me to correct you because you've practiced this for six months, three months, three days, whatever. So when you're out doing your heel and break concepts out of context, so don't wait for there to be a dog to care. Cause then right. that I mean, might... I wanted to practice like in the backyard, like first, Correct. if that's yeah. okay. Do it, in your, just... do it in your bedroom. It doesn't matter, but just okay. make sure that you're, you're reinforcing things. You know, that's going to be a, and, and it, I know that you've put it on before, but that's going to be huge for her because a, an insecure, less confident dog, you have to be careful about how you do anything, how you parent, how you watch football, how you cook, how you do anything. They're going to be a little bit more sensitive. So of course you got to be cautious and mindful moving forward about what type of punishment you use as well. Um, of course. Um, but with that being said, it also can create a ton of confidence for a dog. Because they go, I'm nervous of everything. I feel like I'm spiraling out of control because nobody's here to guide me. I'm going to react out the window. I'm going to react on the other dog. I'm going to, who are you? Who are you? Get away from me. And then you come and go, bang, knock it off. They go, whoa, what the? And then all of a sudden they stop. And then they kind of wind up again, bang, leave it. And they go, oh, well, that sucked. And you're like, well, cool. Because every time that you do this, you're going to get punished for it because I can't live my life like this. Like nobody can. And then all of a sudden you move for the minute you start to move forward as the other dog is present and your dog doesn't react. Yes. Good. Leave it. Yes. Good. And then all your positive reinforcement comes flowing in. The dog knows that. Well, you know how to do that. Well, and then you teach them, Hey, it's, it's very classic opera conditioning. The moment that you do something that's wildly inappropriate that causes everybody stress to a point of, you know, FaceTiming me across the country or wherever the heck you are. Um, you, you, you really need to make it clear that that's an, that behavior is inappropriate when it starts. 
And then the moment, the timing is big. The moment they take a deep breath and go, oh, not so bad. Boom, you pay them. And, 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 and the more you do that and the often you, the more often you do that, especially for her, cause she doesn't want to react. As you know, she doesn't, she doesn't like doing this. It's not something she finds fun or pleasant. She works no. herself up, but that's the beauty yeah. of correcting a, a dog that, so if it's created off of insecurity and fear, the prong collar will immediately help you get over some of these things and create a more confident dog. Cause they don't spiral out of control like they normally do. I got to lose my mind. No, you don't. Don't lose your mind. Stop. Snap out of it. Stop doing that. What are you doing? And then they go, Oh, it's not so bad. So, so verbal, and then re- reinforced with with um, accountability, which in your case would be, it, it would be enforced with a correction. Um, slip collar, slip leash, prong collar, Martin Go collar, plastic pinch collar. It doesn't matter what you're using. I would recommend a prong collar, considering how big your powerful your dog is. Um, yeah. And 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 you're really just just nipping in the butt immediately. Hey, knock it off. And go ahead. so like, well, I would say okay. So we're walking. She sees a dog. She immediately like perks up. Her little ears go up, mm-hmm. you know. But she's not doing anything yet. She's just looking, and then she'll start with the weird breathing and the, you know. So I know it's starting. Is that the moment, like when I start hearing the weird mm-hmm. breathing, to be like to say leave it and then do the correction? Yeah, it's interesting because it's it's a very great question, and and a lot of that has to do with handling, and that's something that's really hard for me to reach through the phone and and help you with. I have to show you, and I have to read it, um, because. There's uh, recently we filmed some 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 sessions with some dogs that I'm teaching people how to how to read behavior and read between the lines here a little bit of we actually want to so dog owner was walking with her dog that was reactive her dog which is a Doberman looked over at another dog just as just to hey who are you and then bang she she nailed the dog and I'm like hey ah, yeah what are you doing don't do that great. yeah don't do that <laughs> she's like well I was taught you know because again this is my Putting the pieces together is my job. It's just literally right. what I do. And she's like, well, my last trainer told me every time my dog even looks at another dog, you nail him. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. I was like, <laughs> I was like, but my point to you is, is you got to be careful because what's your objective to actually do what your dog just did was to look at another dog just because they're animals. And then they move on. You're like, woohoo, you did it. Good job. You right. don't have to react. And more importantly, deep down inside for Michi, the dog didn't attack her. So you've just learned that, oh, now we're starting to build confidence. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Cool. So my, my answer to you is, is you, you, have to, you have to play that line a little bit. So if, you're, if, you, if you start to get, you're, you'll have to read it. If the heavy breathing always leads to reaction, then you're going to correct oh, it. Oh, always. Then yeah, you're going to correct it right at the heavy breathing. But if yeah, she never starts to react. She never starts to breathe like that unless it's okay. going to go to like the nth degree. She'll never like calm down with when she starts breathing. So yeah. like I can tell. I mean, I've like sadly spent literally four years of my life like dealing with this dog, and I, I mean, I can tell when she is calm and she can just look, mm-hmm. and I can tell when she's like getting riled up. Yeah. So like yep. as soon as I can tell that she's getting riled, that would be appropriate to yep. say leave it and then do the little. Correction. Yeah, follow up with a correction if she doesn't de-escalate. So don't don't do it no matter what. You're only doing it if she doesn't leave it. If she doesn't de-escalate. So if she doesn't, but there she, can't be that many seconds between, right? Like if I say leave it and she's not like at threshold yet, but she's still kind of doing the breathing. Yeah, you'll tell. I mean, be, here's okay. the thing: is is when you're dealing with correction. So there's like this whole thing of 
there's some people out there that completely disconnect themselves with training any animal with stress. And if you're working with, if you're doing behavior modification, it's inevitable. Like no matter what you do, if you're changing the way that the dog's perception is on anything, hamsters, food, dogs, deer, anything, it's going to be stressful because they're like, yeah, but I thought, no, 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 Mm-mm, not going to happen. So, so a lot of that is, is again, is it's, it's a conditioning type stuff. So positive reinforcement, right? You say sit. Yes. Good sit. Bang. So when you say yes and then pay the dog immediately after, right? And the dog is getting paid. When you say yes, dopamine goes flying off. They're like, I'm about to get paid, right? Uh, Christmas Eve is just as exciting as Christmas, right? It's like the anticipation. It's exciting. It's, it's, it's been proven to us too, right? So my point is, is if you do that on the opposite end of the spectrum of leave it and then correction, when you say leave it, there's going to be, oh, it's the oh shit button where they're like, oh, and a little bit of stress comes in, right? You're speeding, you're speeding and you see the cop right at the turnaround, right? And you're like, oh God, oh God, don't pull me over, right? It's, it's stress is part of how we adapt and how we learn and how we keep ourselves safe. So anyway, so with that being said, there's, there's, there's going to be, yeah, a couple seconds where you're going to say, leave it. And then if she doesn't disengage the way that she needs to, to be successful in that situation, you're enforcing immediately, bang. And you're just saying, leave it. And then you're just popping the collar and, and that will, but there's other things, but there's that. Yeah. And then what if she doesn't, I mean, she'll continue. Cause I remember this from the first time I used the prom collar, I'd say, leave it. I'd pop it and she'd just go right back. And then I'd say, leave it and pop it. And then like, we're literally like doing that same thing for Mm -hmm. like, you know, Mm-hmm. 40 feet i could be like leave it pop it leave it pop. yeah and like do i just keep doing that and then eventually it will click in no 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 because you'll be in the same place you were before where you're trying to avoid and you're like is it going to click in no it's not you have to change you have okay. to adapt you have to get creative it's not really it's not positive versus negative it's also you being a good handler it's it's about right. being skillful and um being creative and so i think uh, there's a couple of different things. Is what I like to do too is do a, do a, what I call an inside left turn. So if you're walking, she's on your left. You'll you'll literally do like a ninety. You'll just come and you'll just go boop like that, and you'll take your left like leg into her. Yeah, you'll take. So say you're okay. going straight. You're I've taking. You you're taking. Yeah, you're taking a hard left. Boom. Directional change left. And so. But think, what that will be the direction the dog is going to be in. Nope, it's not. Say. Well, where, so give, give me like com- if I'm walking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, so if I'm me. walking on a sidewalk and then there's a dog coming towards us on the other side of the street, that's when she goes bananas. So if I make a if I do the leave it, leave it, it does work, and then I do a left turn. Now they're they're parallel to each other. If she's on your left side and the other dog is on the other side of the street, you're gonna come out and you're gonna take your left leg and you're gonna go this way. So the dog's walking this way, and now you're walking that way. So the dog's walking this way. Now you're walking that way. So look, look you're walking out Wait. like this. She's yeah. here. You're going to go boop and walk this way. And the other dog's here if it's in a perfect world of like just walking on the sidewalk. Uh, oh, yeah, that's not going to uh, If I were to ever do that, I'd be like walking on someone's lawn. I'd have to well, like, you're, I'm, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if we're both on a sidewalk going in like 
you know, that, that their dog is going this way. So, yeah. So we're the coming other, this way. Yeah, I understand. And, and, and again, it, everything's going to change because, you know, there's different environments. Like if you're at a park, that would work perfect. If you're on a sidewalk, that yeah. wouldn't work. So you're going to have a lot of different things that are going to change depending on your environment, which is normal. It's, it's reality. So the other thing that you can do is do that directional change where you go 180 and you flip around and you, and you go the other way and you do a little bit of both. You do a combination of a correction and, and avoidance and directional change and counter conditioning with obedience. And you're trying to just tune it up to a point where it makes sense. So there's that. Um, but the other thing is, is like I said, is so many times dog owners will say, yeah, I corrected with the prong and it didn't work, but they're not doing it right. So there's that okay. too. You got to make sure that you're popping the collar. If your dog is at the end of the leash and then you're popping or you're pulling back, it's not going to work. And that's what I see a lot of dog owners. I think I, I had a prong in here at some point, but that's, you, you want to make sure that when you're popping that collar, you're popping that prong, it's actually popping. That's huge. So if your dog okay. is pulling at the end of the leash already, and then you're kind of just pulling up or you're pulling back and right. you're not snapping, it's not going to work. The prong collar doesn't work. Right. They don't care about that. So that's the other, that's the big piece to it is that pop is big. But okay. uh, the other thing is, is the remote, what, what, what remote collar do you have? I knew you were going to ask that. I feel like it's like. It's either, it's either, I'll, I'll give you some top brands. It's, it's either Dogtra, okay. Mini Educator, Garmin. Um, no. It could be What does Dogtra. it look like? It's like a little black. I don't have it here. Is it it's like, like a, it's a. Is it like this? Yeah. Or is it circle? No, it's like a little black, um, like rectangular thing. Okay. No, I mean like the part that, that you hold. Oh, it's like a oval. It's round. Yes, or like. A, it's round. Yeah. No, it's not round. It's like an oval. It's like an oval. Okay. It's not the dog. It's not dog trend. It's not the mini ed educator. Okay, and it's not Garmin. Here, you let, think? Should I go grab it real quick? Well, Will not. Be it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. The, here's here's the <laughs> yeah. Here's the point, is. If you're working with an e-collar that doesn't have, how many levels does it have? I don't even know. I mean, she reacts at like three and I've only done it on vibration. It has a, it has like the shock vibration and a light. Okay. It's old. I mean, it, we got it like when she was like a puppy puppy. Okay. Well, the point is, is when you're correcting with the remote collar, it doesn't matter what collar you're using. You have to have low enough con conditioning levels to communicate to the dog what the remote collar is and what the sensation means and how to shut it off. So if you have levels on your dog on a stimulation level and it's so low that your dog is corrected by it, they're shaking their head, they're looking around, they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on, that's too much. So you, that's not good. Same thing with the vibrate. Um, the vibrate's a great discouraging intervention stage type thing where your dog starts to react and you, same thing, same template same principles you're just enforcing it with a different thing because it's just like humans they're like i don't care if you send me to my room you're like all right no more tiktok they're like okay sorry i won't do it anymore right there's yeah. different there's oh, different she listens when right. it's on she listens right like she'll come when so called. you would so you would do the same thing you would enforce that with the vibrate um at some point like so you would go leave it and you can use them in conjunction so some, can I, can I use it? Like, I feel like on walks, there's so much going on. It's too hard for me to do it. Can mm -hmm. I use the prong collar on walks provided that it works? And then the e-collar in the house when it for comes sure. to like her, like being crazy at the mailman and just being like, cause yeah. that's where I really lose her. Right. Yeah. Like but in the house when I 
can't get her. Yes, but in the house, it's more about because outside, when you're working around other dogs, it is it is a lot of obedience and understanding of foundation, but it's also a lot of environments you you can't control as much. Inside, you can control a lot more. I mean, some of the things outside the windows you can't. Right. But that's where obedience comes in, because if you you have to be able to send your dog to a place. You have to tell your dog to leave it. So yes, you can use you can use all of these things, but at the end of the day, like, what's your expectation? If you want your dog to just stop barking, you got to do a little bit more than that when you're inside. They have to know what place is. Like if somebody came and rang my doorbell right now, my dogs are gonna bark and get up and go to the door. That's natural. That's normal. I need to be able to have enough obedience to get them either to their beds or bring them back to me. Right. Yeah, I mean, if if she just, like, comfortably barked at the door, it would not be a problem. But she could be, like, sleeping, like, all spread out, so quiet and, like, calm. Yeah. And then she hears the mailman, and she, like, turns into Cujo, and, like, all the mm-hmm. carpets are, like, flown mm-hmm. across the floor. I mean, she's a nightmare. And then, so, mm-hmm. it's, like, that kind of, like, she goes from zero to 60 so quickly. It's not, like, so it's, yeah, so like I, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. So, it's both. Again, it's desensitizing the person that's out there. So, putting her on a leash, putting her on an e-collar, hanging out by the door, going to ring it, have a friend, have a neighbor come over, all that stuff you can do. Desensitization to help her understand that it's not such a big deal. But the other thing is, is your obedience, too, especially if she's going to be in the house off the leash. Because you got to look, you have to audit your obedience. If you can't get her to do a recall off leash without motivation, you're not going to be able to do it when there's an exterior uh, distraction if you're right. just hanging yeah, out no, your, certainly it, can't do that right so so that's what i'm saying is you you have to match up your expectations too so those things you have to work on because you're not going to be able to get to the destination without that foundation right i mean i can't even like she's just never off leash anymore no i mean in the house sad, but in the, in the house oh yeah yeah in the house yeah yes i'm just talking about in the but house yeah so like, like things like that okay. sending her to the place like if you can't send her to her place without a treat in your hand just randomly or you know whatever yeah that's that you can't then you're not going to be able to do it with intense environmental distraction so my point is is make sure your obedience matches your expectation like if you can't do think about the the layers that it takes if you can't do the very basic of the things that you want her to do no way in hell you're going to be able to do it at a huge distraction point so where should I be starting I mean obviously I'm going to start her on the prong and just practice like walking healing and like her following me and you know like i've seen you do in your videos i mean is that can i is that enough to just sort of be focusing on right now to sort of well yeah i think that's your biggest i think that's your biggest problem i think that's her biggest problem too is it's not so much about the reaction it's why she's reacting like she has she has a confidence issue where she goes out and she sees a dog and she's like we are under attack i must react and so Mm -hmm. think about you know you want to change that no you don't you're good. You don't, you don't, you don't have to react. It's fine. I got you. We're good. Shut it down. (laughs) Calm down. Good job. Let's keep moving. And you do that over and over again. She's just not going to react. And that's really the ultimate goal always. But there's a lot of clutter in the beginning that you have to get through. And some of it is, you know, it's, it's sloppy. It's like, okay, what do we, and I think, so where do you start? You start with going outside First of all, like watching my prong collar videos that I have on YouTube because it goes over the proper correction, the proper fitting, the proper sizing, making sure you're doing all of that. That's the first thing. Second thing is, is making sure that you're using it properly. And then also just making sure that you have countering obedience. So you go out and you do a directional change without a dog and she goes that way and you go that way. That's the, that there's your, that's where you start. You know, you don't. 
And yeah. how often do you have to be saying heal? That's a good question. So heal is a behavior. It's just like putting it into first gear. Like how often do you have to put the, the shifter back in first gear when it's there? Well, you shouldn't unless you manually take it out. So unless you tell her to go sniff, she shouldn't come out of heal anyway. So um, think about how you're saying it. It's more about, so once is your answer. You could be reinforcing, the moose just got up again. <laughs> you, could be re- <laughs> you could be reinforcing good heal as they're doing a nice heal. But if, if okay. she heals, you say, you, you move forward, you go meet your heel, good heel, good heel. And then if she gets out of heel, you're like, whoa, 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 heel. And you get her back. And it's, again, it's reinforcing. And so she'll start, oh my God, that's so loud. Sorry. Okay. She'll start, like, um, she sometimes does, like, start to get in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so then I will say, uh, I don't know, I, I think I say, ah, like, yeah, that's uh-uh. fine. And then, like, I pull out, but I'm not really popping the leash because gentle leader so it doesn't do anything but i'll like pull it a little bit and then she sort of stops but if you can she comes back but like how do i do that so if she does get ahead of me as you said you can't pull the prong because that doesn't do anything yeah you can create an invisible you have to create an invisible line like as you're healing my most recent video with the german shepherd that i just posted on youtube yesterday or the day before like how to how to train a german shepherd or something my most okay. recent video that goes over that foundational stuff is where you draw okay. your line on the heel when you correct and that's going to okay. be that's going to be your answer but basically you create an invisible line of usually just your heels heel is heel the dog at your heels you stay here right that's it so when the dog passes that when her when her chest starts to pass your legs ah ah, ah pop 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 like you can kind of What do you say? Can you just say oh, I usually do. I usually do, but that's okay, my, that's, that's me I'm... as a dog owner like habit. That's not me as a trainer cuz some trainers will say you got to stay consistent, stay heal and it's like what yeah. whatever kind of first comes to mind of like ah, ah, nope. It's kind of like you saying like oh that's wait a I've minute, wait a minute, said. wait a minute, to, don't yeah. break your heel, don't don't do it, don't break your heel. And that's kind of like my warning. And um so you could okay. do that too, but heel would also be appropriate, but you're basically just saying whoa whoa too too far, too far, you know, get back. So without correcting the dog, you're giving them an opportunity to like, you know, escape a correction or whatever or getting punished so yeah you could do that and then you're, you're popping back but again you've never corrected her so anything that you've ever done with pressure hasn't ever mattered do you know what i'm saying Correct. so some dogs yeah. i admit it <laughs> yeah so some dogs will do okay and that's the thing is i it's it's it is what it is some dogs will care about the general leader and others won't and a lot of them don't especially you get a 90 pound dog they're not going to give a shit about that so mm-hmm. anyway so yeah, so you just you say, hey, what are you what are you doing? What am I chopped liver? I asked you to heal because again, you got to look at the big picture. The big picture is is your dog isn't taking good direction from you, which then is causing potential um, res- not resource guarding, but it, it can cause potential insecurities and 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 all of that. I mean, the the attack at the early age is probably what's stemming from the the, the trust, but it's your job to say, hey, I am in charge and you're not. You do not make decisions, and I do. She will then go, thank God, because I thought I was in charge, and I'm losing my shit over here, and I can't deal with this. Yeah, because there's no awareness of me. I mean, it's the weirdest exactly. thing. Even like she wants to go, even when she wants to go on a walk, like she's so excited, and she's like hurting me, like all to the door yeah. to like get to the door. But then as soon as I'm like holding the leash and ready to take her, she is looking everywhere else. It's like, yeah. dude, if you want to go on a walk, you have to look at me because I should go put the leash on. And then when we're out and about, like even sometimes I'll like stop at the curb. Yeah. She'll stop with me and she'll sit 
but like I won't want to leave until she looks at me. She could stand there for 10 minutes and just look around and then she won't ever look right. up at me. And then if I'm like, hey, look at me, then she'll look up and then we'll go. Right. So you got to she's like, you got to that, that, so unaware of me. Yeah, that's 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 your relationship. You guys are roommates. Right. Right, I hate it. Yeah, she doesn't have leadership, right? She doesn't have direction because you're not providing it. And the reason... And yet she's so... Oh, sorry, but I was going to say, and yet she's different in other ways. Like, I could put my plate of chicken on the couch and go grab water, and she'll just stand at the chicken and look real sad, but she will never eat it. Right. Like, there's certain things that, like... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she, there's certain ways in which it seems like she definitely knows that I'm in charge. Like if she's laying, if she's on the couch, because I do let her on the couch, if I mm -hmm. want to go sit on the couch, she'll immediately get up and like go to the floor. So it's like there's certain ways in which I feel like she recognizes I'm in charge and yet other ways she, it, it's like she just doesn't think I can do anything. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's when you need it that matters. So if you say, well, I don't have a problem with me getting up and going to get a drink if my chicken's on the ground. I have a problem with when I'm out and there's dogs. That's where you need that. Hey, you got to pay attention. This isn't like an option. You can't control. Okay. Cause that's the thing is she's taking control of the ship there and you just got to teach sure. her. And again, at the end of the day, your long-term goal sustainably would be able to modify her perception of how she perceives other dogs. So it's not just to suppress it all the time and say, Hey, if you react, you're going to get correct. And I want you to fear that that's suppression. And, and sometimes that's okay with certain dogs because they're never going to stop reacting because they're a-holes and they just don't, they're just, they're just like, I am obsessed with reacting and I must do it. You know, whatever. Some dogs are like yeah. that. But with her, I think it's more about, oh God, what do we do? I'm not sure. Boom, loose cannon. And then she doesn't have anything to bring her back down. She has nothing to ground her to snap her out of it. Because basically the general leader will just pull her back and pull her back and pull her back. And again, if it works, it works. But a lot of times it doesn't. It's just not enough to meet them when they get explosive like that. Yeah. Okay. So practice my heels and my popping of the the collar. Yeah. And and watch those videos and and just keep working at it. I think you have a great potential. I think you you've spent enough time and you're dedicated like most dog owners, but you're just not using the right things. And that's what I tell everybody. Yeah. If you're working for months and years, I mean, the videos that you see online, like those are 1-hour sessions usually. We're not fully trained, but it's like aha moments happen yeah. every single session. If you're working for months and oh, months and months, it's like, okay, you gotta you gotta switch it up for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, one of the dogs you worked with, Henry, I don't know if you remember Henry, but I I don't know what how long ago it was, but I very much related to that. It was like a mm -hmm. four video for oh. it was probably one session, but it was like a four video thing. Um and I just it was like a girl, I think she lived in Philadelphia and her trainer before was like, Go walk at midnight. Right, I'm like that is right. I totally related to that video because yeah. I felt like that's it. Like Meech is very sweet, but she would no one would ever know that because she's such a maniac. Right, and so, so yeah, I, I yeah I responded very well to like yeah, yeah. understanding well, that just, if she paid more attention to me, like things yeah. could be better. Look at that that German Shepherd video I just put out is exactly that. Okay, he wasn't really like super reactive, um, but he was very disengaged with his owner, and she he could she couldn't walk him. And she couldn't, so okay. he, she, he was causing problems because he wasn't exercised and he wasn't exercised because she couldn't walk him. Well, it was like this vicious right. cycle. So I would watch yeah. that. That would be really helpful. That's fresh and that's new for you. Um, and, and okay. I would work on this stuff and in the future, um, 
you know, you can always reschedule these or not reschedule these, but schedule these again. And you, you can send me some videos before too. Like if you want to, if okay. you want me to look at the things that you're doing to make sure you're doing it right, because I get it. Like I travel all over the world and work with people and there's just people that don't have resources. Like you just don't have anybody yeah. around you that can deal with it. And that's, it's yeah. so, so it'd be good to well, do that. Yeah. It's just been insane that I've had like good trainers that I think are really good and they know their stuff and yet when it came to like the simple questions of like what do I do when she's starting to react to a dog before it gets bad what do I do and like they don't have the answers I'm like how do you not have the answers I don't understand yeah and sometimes it's just their comfort I just talked to a, a guy that he worked with a dog trainer that told him straight up like I'm not really that confident working with aggressive dogs I'll try it and he ended up just choking the dog out every time didn't help anything oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. The yeah. more the more well, the more people I work with, the more I'm I'm realizing this. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to find you. I mean, I really liked. Uh, I've watched a ton Thank of your you. videos, and I, I, it definitely seems like you have a good sense of how to sort of, you know, handle these sweet dogs that don't appear sweet because they appear like maniacs, but yeah. they're not. And so I appreciate your help. Sure. And, um, I'm gonna practice this stuff, and maybe I'll schedule another one with you yeah yeah do that good luck you gotta go because okay. you got your thing thank You're you signing i have to sign yes yeah. sign my escrow Con papers congrats have fun i'll <laughs> see you thank you all right bye oh, wait. prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com read all warnings before using glp1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid c-cell tumors do not use glp1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer if you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.